The golden morning is fast approaching, Jesus soon will come to take his good and faithful children to their eternal home. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning piercing through this night of moon. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning that will burst the tomb. Adopted by those shining angels round the heavenly sky, the Lord will come and take His children where they shall not die. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning that will burst the tomb. When the saved on earth who have long been parted Meet on that glad day. The tears of those who are broken hearted shall be wiped away. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning piercing through this night of gloom. Oh, we see the gleams of that golden morning that will burst the tomb. Fond memory takes me back today to that old
to sleep. I pray thee, Lord. I pray thee, Lord. My soul to keep. My soul to keep. If I should die. If I should die. could turn time's pages back to scenes in that old mountain shack. Oh, what a blessing it would be to sit again at mother's knee. And when my day Safe in my heavenly home at last, I'd like to kneel at Mama's knee. Thank her she taught this prayer to me. And now I lay, and now I lay me down to sleep. Down to sleep. I pray. thank the Lord tonight for my mother's prayers. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. This may have come a little bit of a surprise that we're singing a few songs. I, they had tried to get a couple groups around, I believe, uh, and didn't suit some of them, so I had talked with Mike, and he wasn't sure if he'd make it, and this afternoon he finally called and agreed, so we didn't really make many plans, so hope you can be blessed. We didn't practice much, but and we didn't practice any. This song here is kind of new for me. I've sang it before, but you have to bear with us a little bit. But yeah, I do agree with Jeff that our mother did offer a lot of prayers on our behalf. And I know when I was running around, I, I remember there was there was times that I know my mom was home praying for me, and uh, I thanked her since. Um, there was uh, one night in particular I know I, I couldn't do something that I thought should be. It was simple. It was. It should be fun. I could not do it. And I know my mom's home praying for me. So to you ladies, to you mamas, um, never think that God don't hear your prayer. When your children are out and you don't know where they're at, the one thing you can do is you can pray. That's the one thing, that the weapon that we have that, that nobody can take from us. So I hope you're encouraged in that. There is a river we must cross over. When life's sun goes to sleep in the west, there'll be a light for me at the crossing, guiding me to that home of sweet rest. There'll be a light for me at the river, guiding my boat. The dark foam. 
down through the valley, past the dark shadows, Jesus, my light, will guide me safe home. When I reach the banks of the river, where the chilly waters murmur their song, nothing to harm me, nothing alarms me, while I am sailing to my new home. There will be a light for me at the river, guiding my boat across the dark foam, down through the valley, past the dark shadows, Jesus, my light will safe home. Down by the river, soon I'll be standing, bidding farewell to friends left below. Sailing with Jesus, I know that He will be the light at the river for me. There will be a light for me at the river, guiding my boat across the dark foam, down through the valley, past the dark shadows. Jesus, my light, will guide me safe home. Jesus, my light, will Thank you, Rich and Shannon, Mike and Jeff. Appreciate those songs that were shared. And also, thank you, Brandon, for sharing the devotional. Appreciated those words. This time, I want to have Dean Epp come forward. I, uh, from Jackson, Ohio, he had a niece that got married this afternoon, and I think he, he was willing to skip the wedding supper to come and bring us a message. So, appreciate his willingness. Let's pray for him at this time. Father in heaven, we again pause before you. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come to your house and to hear your word. And we pray, especially tonight, for Brother Dean as he shares in the message that you would give him. The words to speak that would be needful. I just pray that he could speak the truth in love. And Lord, that you would anoint his lips and allow him to, to speak what, what you've laid upon his heart. So we just pray your spirit would come and minister to each one of us. We thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. not believe that you are standing still, you are not. Your pulses each moment beat the funeral marches to the tomb. You are chained to the chariot of rolling time. There is no bridling of the steeds or leaping from the chariot. 
greet you all in the name of Jesus this evening. It is such a blessing to be here. It is such a blessing to uh, already hear the word of God being expounded upon and the beautiful singing. You know, this evening as I listen to those songs, <clears throat> and God bless you, I don't know you that well, uh, but as I listened to those songs, I was reminded of a story. I hadn't intended on sharing this, but there was one song, and I don't even know, remember exactly which one it was that you sang, that reminded me of a story of a riverboat river captain that is, had spent his entire life taking riverboats down the Mississippi River. The Mississippi River was known as a very treacherous and very dangerous place to take these boats down because... There would be snags, there would be sandbars, and things that the old riverboat captains had to learn how to avoid. And this old man had had a uh, flawless uh, record. He had never run aground or got snagged with his boat. And as he was nearing retirement, they brought this young man in to replace him. And this young man obviously, naturally, wanted to do as well as the old seasoned captain. And he was all energetic, and he was all ready to go in the first passage down the river. He told the old captain, he said, I want you to show me where every snag is. And the old captain said, I don't know. I just know where they're not. You know, the enemy of our soul tonight changes his tactics day by day, but God never changes. Praise the Lord. I don't know where all the snags are at, and I don't want to know. But brothers and sisters, we have a word, we have a path where we know where they're not. Let's stick to the safety zone. Just again, blessed with with the inspiration this evening already. So tonight, if we, uh, and thank you, brother, for the devotional, amen. For those of you that were not here last night, uh, we talked at length about salvation, a defining moment in our lives. And it is still a burden on my heart tonight, even if you were here last night. Um, uh, think with me. If you were here last night and you were a person that has not responded and you're here again tonight, or let's say you weren't here last night and tonight you're here. Well, tonight is, today is the day of salvation. That's the beauty of God. But that will end one day. So let us not become uh, calloused or um, comfortable in saying, well, next week or next month, or when I get a little older, or when it fits my agenda a little better. So again, just a warning, a warning out of love. Let's say tonight that you, last night or last year or 20 years ago or 40 years ago, you gave your heart to the Lord. And you're here tonight for a purpose. Why, why did you come out this evening if 
you already are walking with the Lord. What is the need in your life? There's an interesting scripture in Hosea chapter 7 verse 8. Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Ephraim is a cake not turned. In the Middle East, I think maybe even some places today yet, the way they bake their bread is they set, they get the fire going in, in, in their fireplace or wherever it is, and they take the bread dough and they lay it on the hearth, and it becomes brown on that side, and as it bakes, they then turn this loaf over to where the entire loaf or cake is finished. And if we do some study into this scripture, okay, tonight we're in the New Testament times, and we're, we are born again children of God. But I come here for these meetings, and deep inside I know that in some areas, as I understand the scriptures, I'm sanctified and I've allowed God to cleanse me and to sanctify me and purify me in some areas. But tonight as I sit here, the Spirit of God moves among us, and He speaks to us. And I realize there's a side of me or there's something in my life that is not quite the way it should be. And what the Word is telling us here is they were a people or had a tendency to put their best side forward. And I come here and I show you the side that's been sanctified, but there's a side back here that is still doughy and soft and gooey. On this side, I'm well browned and, 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 and looks good. But I'm a cake that's not been turned to the light. We live in a time, brothers and sisters and friends, where I fear at times that repentance and sanctification is not taught and not acted on. Everything's good. I greet you tonight and you say, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. And there's a wall up there because I know that I'm showing you the side that is browned but back here, I'm not going to take a risk of allowing you to see what's back here. I'm afraid, brothers and sisters, that's a little bit where we're at. Did you hear what he confessed last night? Oh, really? He did that? And the buzz goes across. Tonight, I can assure you that this is a safety zone. If you confess your sins tonight, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And it won't go like a wildfire across the community. That's the spirit that is here tonight. That is the spirit that is ministering to our hearts tonight. It's a safety zone. 
we can confess and be cleansed of all unrighteousness. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It's a safety zone. That's what the church of God is. Okay, so we have light and we're a cake that we're willing to turn tonight and be browned on the other side or sanctified or whatever it may be, whatever the need of the hour is. So we have, what do we have then? What, what, what do we have to, uh, well, we have light to take care of that. Light illuminates. Light, um, I was trying to remember today as I studied how many lights are in this uh, section of the building. I think there's, if there's three in every section, we have 12 lights. And I didn't ask anybody, but I, I don't know if it would be possible to just for a second to turn those lights out. I don't know, is that possible or will that cause a, uh, a total disaster here? How, how would that work? But only 12 lights, and I, don't, I would love to see, I would love to, love to hear someone, if someone was here and knew what the square footage is of this building. It's dark outside. Totally dark. And we have 12 lights illuminating this huge area. So if you take the, the area, that, the space that those light bulbs occupy in this building, and you would do a percentage or you would do a, a comparison. Okay, turn them back on. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, that's a very small percentage of area that those light bulbs occupy versus the rest of the square footage of this building. Okay, so what, is, what does the scripture speak to us about uh, uh, when, it, when we hear about light? You are the light. Let's, let's read that scripture. Um, in Matthew 5... Um, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. Okay, well, ask yourself a question. Let's ask yourself an honest question. Okay, when those light bulbs, which, which, who, who gives, who gives to who? Light and darkness. Who has the overpowering uh, ability between those couple small light bulbs and all the darkness that we had in here. You had thousands of cubic feet of, of darkness. We were surrounded by it. And a couple of these lights go on and immediately the darkness has to flee. To me, that is a tremendous blessing and a reassuring comfort in my heart. One night, we were on a DRS project down in Louisiana or Texas, I don't remember which it was, and I had to come home uh, before the other brethren of the church there. So in a sense, I was flying alone. There was a couple hundred other people in a plane with me, but I felt alone. Felt lonely.
we got up in, in the air and cruising along, I don't know how many feet up. I don't, I'm not even sure how, what the altitude is of the normal flight, but way up in the sky, the night was clear. I had a window seat. I looked down and I seen lights everywhere. I seen just, you'd see cities, and then as we flew along, you'd get to places where there's obviously rural areas, and there would be pole lights scattered, and then into the cities again, thousands and thousands of lights. And I got to wondering, how does it look from heaven? Ye are the light of the world, and a city that cannot be hid. I thought about the blood-bought souls on earth. And you know, I didn't see, what I seen was illumination of all these homes where people lived. Let's say there would have been many homes that did not have a pole light. I didn't see those. And I was encouraged. It, it deeply challenged me and encouraged me because when Jesus looks down, God looks down, he sees, hey, there's one that accepted your blood. The light's on over here. And here's the light on. And I can only imagine the joy that is in heaven for all those lights. And obviously, tonight, there's still enough lights to keep the world afloat. For that, I bless you, brothers and sisters, for having your lights on. If there was ever a time that we need to encourage each other, Sorry. Tonight, what keeps that light bright and shining is not with mighty do deeds or glamorous words. That is not what keeps that light on and, and brightly shining, brothers and sisters. It isn't a bunch of accomplishments and credentials. It isn't bars on my shirt. It isn't all those things that men think that are, 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 are uh, uh, the thing. What it is that keeps that light bright and the darkness away is allowing yourself to be turned and browned all the way around. No secrets. total sanctification in Jesus Christ every day. Today I'm sanctified, tomorrow I'll need to be sanctified. It's an ongoing work in my life, and I praise the Lord that it is. See, then I don't boast about what I've done and what... It's all about God. And it's all about 
being browned all the way around, clean and ready to meet him. In the same scripture, we have salt. Ye are the salt of the world, or of the earth. So what is salt? My mother-in-law fixed us some uh, soup today, a really good soup, chili soup. And I thought about asking her, and then I didn't get around to it, but I wondered how much salt she put into that soup. Picture with me that you would, you would stir this all together, and you would leave the salt out of it, and it would be tasteless. And, and that is the way you and I are tonight. Without the word of God and his spirit cleansing us and keeping us fresh and tasty, our lives become bland and... How are you doing today? Good. Anything I can help you with? Nope, everything's fine. And that wall goes around and around and around and it gets taller and stronger. And the salt and the light diminishes and diminishes and diminishes. That is not God's will. Salt puts taste into food and renders it pleasant and palatable. So Christians, by their lives and instructions, are to keep the world from entire moral corruption by bringing down by, the, by bringing down by their prayers the blessing of God, and by the influence and example they save the world from universal vice and crime. That's a quote. And 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 you know the work is great, brothers and sisters. We have a a wonderful, beautiful work that we're allowed to join in with. We're allowed to. It's not slavery. What we're doing here is not slavery. It is actually servanthood. And when God calls us to serve, and we do it with a willing heart at whatever calling he places on our life. Let's say you're the janitor at church. We faithfully do our part. One night I was driving, uh, the family, we, we were driving home late at night, and it was snowing. And the roads were, I was sleeping actually, and our oldest son was driving. And he woke me up and he said, would you drive for a while? And I said, sure. He said, you probably want to put it in four-wheel drive, it's starting to get a little slick. And dad always knows best. If I can drive without four-wheel drive, I'll be just fine. And... I didn't tell him I didn't put it in four-wheel drive, but he had pulled off of the exit in Cincinnati. And I got back on that on-ramp, and I put the throttle to it, and everything felt just fine. Whipped it out into the slow lane, and the back end started coming around. And immediately, my brain, without thinking, set my whole body into action. What I'm talking about is Jesus, the head of the church. Now, we, we probably have several churches represented here tonight. I don't know how many, but I'm assuming there's more than one church represented here tonight. And a local body acts the same way as this driver does with this vehicle that's going out of control. My brain 
realize that that we were in trouble. And my whole body sprung into action without even... See, my hands on the wheel didn't think about what the foot was doing on the pedals. My foot came off that accelerator, and I'm assuming, I don't really know what I did, but I'm assuming it started gently feathering the brake, maybe or just let off of it. And I, sitting in the seat, I felt, felt the balance of the vehicle, and my hand on the wheel, my eyes, and everything, my whole body knew that if we wrecked, my whole body was in trouble. Underneath, all the way down in that dark part under the dash was these toes that were inside my shoe, and they were part of the action. So the janitor's back there, he's sweeping, and who's doing what in the church? Where's everybody at? What are they doing? Well, see, the whole body works together in joy and in sorrow. And in in desperate times, so to speak, this was a desperate time. And there was no glory going to any part of my body. It was just all new that we were going to work together or go down together. That was a commitment that was in this body. And it was amazing to me, the, the illustration to me, this is what it meant, is when we operate in that way as children of God, it is amazing what can be what can be done. Praise the Lord. I don't take glory for what happened there. My toes are not boasting that. You know what, finger? If I wouldn't have stayed off the brake, we would have wrecked. Or the finger said, "It was probably your fault that you was on the accelerator." You know, we start passing blame or bragging on what how we kept this from happening. And and in the church, wherever you're at, brothers and sisters. Take that with you. And that light will shine bright as an individual. The light will shine bright as a church, as a community, as the church of God as a whole. We have something that the world would love to have and they don't know what it is. No other religion has what we have. If we were Muslims, we would have to, this certain time, we'd have to all take our rugs out there and bend the same way and go through this ritual. We can pray to God while we're working, while we're driving. I can sit here in my chair tonight, and as those songs are sung, that devotional was shared, and my heart just throbbed with joy. You are so good, God. So wonderful. So precious. It's indescribable what we have. So tonight as we go from here and we think of Ephraim being a cake not turned we think of the commandment the great commission there in Matthew go ye therefore 
Come unto me, ye all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What is this all about? What is this all about? What will we do with this? Take a moment tonight. I see young people over here, and God bless you for being here. I see middle-aged, I see families, I see older folks. I see people that I know, I see people that I don't know. And the seriousness of it is, in a million years from tonight, you will be somewhere. Somewhere. Take a minute and consider who you are, where you're at, and where you're going. Do yourself a favor and make it personal tonight. Is my light on? Does my life have salt? Am I willing to be the toe down there in my shoe? Do I have to be up front where someone can see me? Am I willing to labor where he has allowed me to labor? That's the blessedness of Christianity. We are allowed to labor where we're called to labor. I think that's time to quit. Remember, um, remember this as you go out. There's something greater than we see most of the time. I want to share this verse with you and think about it. Deeply consider your life tonight. The Bible says this. John 13.35 says this, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. By this shall all men know. You'll go out of these doors and we'll never, I'm, I'm pretty assuredly tell you that we'll never gather in this way again. Exactly the way we are. You're going to go out of those doors and you're going to go on about life. How will we fulfill the Great Commission in Matthew? Go ye therefore and teach all the world about Jesus Christ. It's pretty simple. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. I again bless my Savior for making it simple. Simple enough that I can understand it. Simple enough that I can find my way through that by His Spirit. If ye have love one to another, support 
the church that you're a part of. Join together in this great work, the greatest work there ever was, ever will be. And someday, this congregation can be in heaven in a million years from tonight. We can be there together at his feet, still praising and singing throughout all the ages. God bless you. Shall we stand, those that are able, we'll pray. Father in heaven, it is with deep gratitude in our hearts that we are allowed to stand before you. Again tonight, we acknowledge that you are Lord of lords and King of kings. We also realize, Lord, that you are in heaven. God and Jesus, you are in heaven tonight and you see us clearly, each soul that is here. You see our hurts. You see those places that maybe I am so hurt or maybe so rejected or feel so unwanted. Or maybe there's an issue in my life tonight, Lord, that is beyond my comprehension how it could ever be worked out. You see those that are joyous tonight, those that have their sins cleansed. You see the soldier that is down. You see the saint that is joyous. You see all these details in this little congregation, Lord, and you know how we feel. You've been there yourself. You said that you've experienced all these things yourself and you're willing to help us through. Tonight, Lord, I pray that each heart that is here would have that freedom to turn the cake and allow you to smile upon them, Lord. Your healing powers would be allowed to smile upon that hurt. Help us, Lord, to be sensitive one to another and to show your love by loving each other. Thank you for the precious blood of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat>